SiriusXM presents New Year, New You, a girl's guide to getting back to the workforce. This is the Perry Peltz Show. Jen mentions this concept about good and loyal employees. Completely agree, completely get it. I am thinking, however, about a very good girlfriend of mine, great, good, loyal, wonderful, had taken off, I guess, about six years went to try and re-enter took her three years to get a job Mm -hmm. and when she got the job and it was a great job absolutely unequivocally could not keep up with the tech the the changes in technology that had taken place truly couldn't and i kept thinking as she was telling me about the issues that she was having it wasn't computing to me i was thinking how is this possible In fact, it didn't work out, and this company probably was more technologically driven than a lot of others, but how do you get, it's, things change so quickly. How do you make up for this gap? I think it's imperative that, like Jen was saying, if you, if you want to go back to work, you have to take it on seriously, and part of the onus is on you to really take classes, do research, really um, invest in networking, find out, you know, this is what I want to do. What do I need to do to close that gap in terms of technical, in terms of skills that perhaps are missing? Um, it's, it's just imperative because, you know, companies are going to want you to, to be really ready by day one, right? And you can't necessarily... And they should at, be able to exactly. have you ready at mm-hmm. day one, right? right? Mm-hmm. And especially, it's unfortunate, but because you're coming back to work, you need to show that you're committed even that much more than someone who's just pivoting in their career or just changing roles. So part of that is saying to a prospective employer or in an interview, this is what I've done to keep up with the trends, right? So you really need to show that commitment that much more than I think just an ordinary candidate looking for a job. So how do you actually go, explain to people, let's say they've been out of the workforce five years, right? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. How do you go and try to overcome um, really the jumps that have happened in technology? I used to work in news before I switched into into documentary. I went back to visit a friend, TV news. I honestly don't know if I could go back and do it's, it. The technology is completely different. Right. I mean, it's completely different. How do you go? Are there? Do you, do you suggest people take classes? Where do you fill in? How do you fill in the gaps? I think there's a penelope of, of options. Uh-huh. There are, you know, you have online courses like edX and Coursera. You have obviously more right. formal education program that you can do. You can also, through your networking, ask someone, can I shadow you for a week, right? Um, if you really want to go into a certain industry, can I spend time with you? And obviously, sort of the byproduct of that might also be perhaps to get a job. But in the short term, it's really to think about what do I need to do to get um, up to speed again? And spending time with someone in that field, I think, will really offer you that. It's a great suggestion. It's a really good suggestion. Stacy. let's go back to what Jen was referring to. You're coming in. You got some things you got to overcome to begin with. Boy, you've got to act the part of being confident, even if you're honestly not feeling it, because people don't want to hire someone who is communicating in some way that they lack the confidence. How you've outlined before, which I think was exactly right, what the problems are. How do we fix it? Well, what I was actually, though, explaining in addition to outlining what the problems are, you actually are acknowledging all these things, that these self-doubts, these fears, these concerns, you're writing them down and you're tackling them, every single one of them, really looking at them objectively, like you were someone's friend, 
and gathering the facts, some of the facts that you were just talking about in terms of, you know, I took this class, I have been studying this, I've been working on this, you know, um, this part of my resume, this skill. And it's about really learning how to um, change it. And you have to be able to, once you change those thoughts, you have to almost use them as a mantra because you do have to fake it to make it. Yes, I and agree. And you do have to have that as part of who you are. So I tell people to take those facts that have been written in that T-graph that we just spoke about and repeat them on a nightly basis. Look at them, add to them, and build their self-confidence with the reality of their world and allow it to kind of saturate in their brain so they become it. And then they can really feel it. And if you think about how we work, our thoughts impact our emotions and our emotions impact our behavior. So if our thoughts are going to be realistic and positive, we're going to be less anxious and we're going to be acting in a more capable, competent way. So it really is part of the whole process. The other piece that I want to make mention of is it's really important when you are trying to gain your confidence is to learn how to kind of have homeostasis in your body and relax. And learn. So explain to everybody about homeostasis. <laughs> I just, I'm reminded about it because I have a son who's doing biology right now. And we were just reviewing homeostasis. <laughs> so like, I know, I know homeostasis. <laughs> exactly. It's basically a balanced state. And a lot of times physiologically, it's when you can take in the maximum amount of oxygen and you're exhaling the maximum amount of carbon dioxide. But the truth is, it's really a, a mental state of being as well as a physiological state, a balanced place. And there's been a lot of research now on meditation and on um, deep breathing and using strategies to really find that calm sense of self. And it is a very important um, strategies. And a couple um, things that people may not realize is that using cold water or ice cubes, changing temperature changes mindset. And so taking, even if you were at an office or an interview and taking the bottle and putting it behind your neck and on, the, on your wrists and taking a few good solid deep breaths really does take the edge off to relax people. Another good thing is your core. If you can relax your core, you actually, which we're taught to do the opposite, we're taught to sit up and hold ourselves you know, straight, but actually relaxing the core from your neck down to your belly button and from hip to hip. And if you can keep that area of you relaxed, you can't be anxious. It's actually impossible physiologically. Say, say that again? If you keep right. from your neck <laughs> down to your pelvis, uh -huh. relaxed and hip to hip, your whole core. And the way I Is everybody it, trying it? You know yeah. what? I, heard, I, I forgot to tell everybody, we have a wonderful audience here. I'm not used to having an audience. So hi, everybody. <laughs> and we're going to hear from our audience in just a little bit with their questions. But we're all going to try, what are we trying? Okay. Core so relaxation? Let go, let go more. So what you do is you close your eyes, you tighten up your abdomen so you can actually feel the, um, your abdomen tighten. Then you let go and you let go more. Now, with focus inward, focus just on relaxing every muscle. It sounds a lot easier than it is. Relax the bottom of your abdomen, the top of your abdomen, relax your chest. Allow the muscles to feel open and relaxed. And when you get there, just focus on your breath. Just focus on the up How and the down. How are we doing, everybody? Good? Is everybody nice totally and relaxed? Totally relaxed. Yeah, Don't, this nobody is good. <laughs> so it's incorporating lots of different um, strategies to help you to kind of be able to embrace 
your confidence and embrace your skills and embrace what you've done to make yourself ready to return to work. Another thing I'd love to add about confidence, because it is so important, mm -hmm. is when I'm talking to our members, is the recognition that you will fail, you will be rejected, and just know it at the beginning. And I think it, it's interesting that I think millennials are much better than this at Gen Xers and, you know, like embracing the failure. We weren't raised that way, right? We were raised to be perfect and not make mistakes. Millennials totally embrace that failure. And when you do embrace the failure and you recognize it is going to be hard, I am going to be rejected, and you know it at the beginning, it suddenly makes it okay and it builds that confidence a little bit. So when you first get rejected, it's not earth shattering. So I find that for a lot of women to know that at the outset and not to be afraid of the failure that it helps a lot in the process. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. And I think this confidence thing is key. You want a person, I know that when I'm hiring somebody, I'm actually much happier to hire someone quote unquote mature because I think they've been there, they've done that, mm -hmm. they've, they've been around the block, they're good employees. However, if somebody communicates to you, well, I'm not great with this, or I haven't done this in a while, it makes you nervous, mm -hmm. right? You want somebody, who, what, what do you care about when you're hiring somebody for a job? You want somebody who can right. get the job done. So I think it's it's such an important part. So what was it called again, Stacey? call it Let Go, Let Go More. Let Go, Let Go I More. Okay, we're all going to yeah. let go, let go more.